I wanted to talk about fear, you know, from my perspective at least, because it's my life and I'm the one talking. Maybe that's going to help you figure out fear for yourself. I hope so, because this is going to get, I think, really deep. Really quickly. I wish you could all see what I'm seeing. I wish you could all be what I'm being, and I wish I could be everything that you've ever been at the same time. But maybe we all are. I really did have that idea as a kid, you know, like how I really wish I could experience everything that could be experienced from everyone. I wouldn't be experiencing it from my perspective, but from awareness nonetheless, right? So, fear. What makes you afraid? What is fear to you? What is loss to you? What are you to be afraid? Are these the right questions? I'm asking myself in my head what I'm afraid of right now. I think one of the things I'm afraid of, really, is having my brother, my big brother, or someone in the family think I'm a disappointment, or think that I'm not being smart, or I'm being stupid, or I'm not focusing on the right things. Which is a prevalent type of fear, you know? We have people that we care what they think about us or we have a sense of self-worth that we don't want to be pushed or damaged by perceptions two days ago I smoked three four puffs of a joint that I have in my pocket right now contained in a container I stole from a roommate or a housemate of mine two years ago he was a doctor, he had these like... I know what these are called, I can't remember right now. <sighs> I smoked and I went inside the house, it was 1pm. My aunt, I think, wasn't home, she was working. My cousin was studying, and I think I had another cousin that was asleep and two cousins at school, and I'm sitting on the couch playing Mario Karts. High as shit. Really, like, I was incredibly high. And I'm okay with being high, you know? I can still rationally be, like, there, <laughs> and talk to this person because I'm still a body, I'm still a human. I can still think, I can still be aware of my thoughts. I just get more clumsy less capable, less sharp, you're not crisp, you know, and sense of identity is such a weird thing, and I sat there and I'm playing Mario Karts and my brain is going through a million and one different things at the same time, and, and like I'm just playing a character I never played before, 
and I was just really taking my time going through the game. I was playing on a Nintendo Switch. These things are like, you hold it in your hands and you can play the screen just like in your hands in front of you. And I looked at the characters, you have Mario, you have Luigi, you have a princess, and I'm like, yeah, who do I want to be represented by right now? Who, What character am I <laughs> embodying in one sense or another? Maybe not in those exact words, but that was like what was my mind was going through. Like the perspective of a kid playing this game, not really understanding what the kid is, not understanding what he is, not understanding exactly what the game is. But still, you know, going through characters and thinking, oh, this character looks cool. I want him to. I want him to represent me right now. And sure enough, you know, I saw this weird thing. I don't know what the fuck it was. You know, it was this character that looked almost like a pineapple and a human at the same time, and a bird a little bit, but also a turtle. <laughs> And I was like, you know, sure, you know, what better option is there? And then I chose this thing and I started playing. Had to still choose the car, had to choose, you know, but I was like, customized it until it felt right. And I started, I was playing and I was, you know, so confused. High as shit. Either there was lightning or someone flashed the light at me from behind. so weird and I told my aunt I was gonna walk this night it's like one in the morning man I told her I was gonna walk tonight she's like be careful you know you don't know who's going to be some boys or whatever walking around when she was telling me that in my head I was thinking yeah they should probably be afraid of me but not in a very serious way or like you know over arrogant confident way but I just do realize the that potential that I could handle a situation you know at least so that's why I'm out one in the morning at night next to a football field not p- pissing myself afraid shitless there is no threat or perceived threat so I continued started playing very confused driving i'm not winning things are smashing into me i'm smashing into other things i'm taking items and throwing them on other drivers and racers my car i think just wasn't the fastest usually a motorcycle in these games is, is very fast but uh this wasn't i wasn't fast you know i didn't win any of them but like i thought of that too as i played I'm just playing in my... I am actually trying to, like, win. But, like, also trying to have fun. And... How does this lock work? And I... You know, went through it. Thought of... Being represented by this thing. Subconsciously. And how a kid would... Be able to express a certain side of their character. By playing this contained game with other kids because it can be a multiplayer game it's usually meant to be a multiplayer game that's how Nintendo usually tries to build their games companionship huh there's a car that came into the parking lot I'm so scared 
And yeah, that's how that was. While I was playing, I suddenly got this feeling like, I was like, oh shit, I have an interview in three hours. <laughs> I have a job interview in three hours at a company that you know I applied to last week and they wanted to talk. And I was just going through sending like a few applications a day or like every few days I would, you know, choose some time where I go on. I send applications, my CV is good. I seem to, I know, I know what I can talk about and I can be effective in my communication. So I really like during my applications, I never wrote a cover letter that was, a cover letter is what you send alongside of your resume so that they have an idea of how you can write or how you perceive what's important to bring up or anything like that for the HR person. And everything that I wrote was very simple. I was like, yeah, hi. Um, I think I'm a good fit for this position. I can do this and this really well. I think you're looking for this. And uh, let me know if you want to talk. So that I feel is a good way to do it. I don't know. It's just really easy because you don't have to think about it a lot. And it's very direct and right, you know. And I was like, shit, I have an interview in a few hours, but... I wasn't worried, you know, three hours is enough to sober up and, you know, shower and wash your face or whatever. But then I got this sense of um, absolute dread. I felt dread. To, to, like, it's purest form. I can't explain it. I just felt like I had done something so unbelievably wrong. Maybe it was just being so high, you know? that I did something so, 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 so wrong that it was just over. You know, I just fucked up. You know, I did something wrong that God himself would be angry at me or that I should have done something different. Like I should have went back to Berlin earlier. I've been here for like nine days now or ten. Or like, I should be over there fixing my problems. What problems to fix, you know? I'm here. I don't need to check my email every single day. I don't need to check my phone every single day. I'm not going to go to jail. I didn't commit any crimes. Not technically, at least. And, you know, what is there? What is it that made me feel such dread? What is it that I did wrong? Or what direction did I take that I shouldn't have? What decision did I make that I shouldn't have? The smoking itself, the then I like I'm play I'm still playing this game and like all of these thoughts are coming in. And I think about my breathing. Like actually like I could barely breathe. I'm sitting on this couch, slunched like melting into it, which is a nice thing. I like having couches. I like sitting in different places that are comfortable and productive. Rather than uh Rather than uh, my back at home, you know, I don't have a couch, I just have a chair and a bed. And the sense of dread kept coming in and in and in. What did I do? Tried to take a deep breath, it was very difficult. And I realized my throat is burning, you know, my throat is burnt, my mouth is burnt. My lungs closed up because I smoked from a joint. And the fire was basically five, six centimeters away from my mouth. 
and it burnt and that smoke entered my mouth and into my lungs. For the past six months, I only smoked from a bonk, you know, I only smoked from something that, uh, something that only and only came into my mouth after being filtered by water twice, you know. Fuck, you know, throat cancer, uh, mouth cancer is a very real thing. Oh, maybe I could get that. I'm really high. Everything's possible. I've had cancer once, you know. I understand the thought process I went through when I got it. How fixated I was about cancer itself to the point that I actually got it. So I wasn't worried about it. I was just like, you know, detached from the thought. But then I was attached to the idea of detaching from the thought. Just the same thing of being attached to the thought, but then I still fuck it. I don't care. Let that noise happen. Let let it think it's attached or detached, or whatever, but just deep down inside, you're neutral. You know, whatever. No good or bad. And cancer, I had that. It wasn't fun. Um, it wasn't happened. Being uh, hated by friends I thought loved me happened. Being uh, screamed at by my father, my mom, my sisters, my brother happened. Feeling like I was hopeless, lonely, not going anywhere in my life happened. Um, so what what can I really be afraid of? I've been rejected by hundreds of girls, probably. I don't know if it's hundreds, but I've approached a lot of people in my life. Not just girls, really. Guys and girls. That's a flashlight. Who's walking here with a flashlight? about the weirdest things, I brought up the weirdest subjects, I've uh, made a fool of myself, I've made a fool of other people, I've made people out of about themselves more often than not, I talk to people people normally would never talk to, I talked about things with strangers that people normally take years to talk about with people, I've approached and I genuinely approached I've, I've taken drugs you know I've taken a good deal of them and there was fear in them too at some stages like when I, I talked about this in depth about my shroom trip um, I was unable to episode something about the good that comes or something 
I took 7 grams or 6.5. Minimum, I took 6. I wasn't scared. I was just like, I know it's not gonna kill me, rationally. It didn't kill me. That was a year and a half ago. I'm, I'm pretty alright. It did change a lot in my brain for the next f four months and still up to now. I was, really scared. Um, I was scared before taking drugs a lot of the time. I was scared during, you know. But there is that, that fear that I sometimes get. Like, let's say if I... If I must... I get a sense of fear all of a sudden, you know? I'm not full of life enough to continue. There is fear in that. Which is, it's, uh, I don't know how to explain or really talk about that one. A lot of the times, like, let's imagine I feel... covered by a blanket by a mother who loves me but without that being a thing that's happening you know I if I don't masturbate for, for a while and my sexual energy feels right and I've been working out right without pushing myself to the point where I have to like really recover you know or I'm eating well I'm not eating so much crap I'm safe. But if I masturbate a lot, then there's a part in my head that feels uncovered and vulnerable and and dull in my head, and I can't stop trying to sharpen it by thinking about the dullness that's there, and it's there, and I can't do anything about it, and fuck, you know? So there's that. That was the thing happening. So what? Where does any of my fear, my fear, when I was a kid, I was really, really, really scared, really scared of everything that I, you know, came across or didn't know. Like starting school, and I stayed, the first year of school, I stayed under the table every day. I was always confused, I wasn't aware of what's happening, I was acting, I was talking, but I wasn't, I don't know, I was looking, I was trying to observe, but I don't know if I really understood anything that was happening. There was a lot of feeling, right now I'm just trying to be more aware of, of my world. That's always there, no matter what, so just like, remember I'm alive, <laughs> I really am alive, holy shit, this is the thing. I don't think I'm afraid to die. I, I'm a little afraid of not reaching the potential that I want to reach. Or finding the people that I want to be around. But at the same time, right here and right now, I feel like I'll attract what I am. I'll be what I am. And I'll be who I am. And whatever, you know? Maybe more. And I'm next. 
player told me things around the world. I've been in this space pretty often the last you know, two years when I recorded this. Really anything at least now I have something but it doesn't really feel that way too at the same time but at the same time I am a different character you know I am the same guy the same heart I just know that heart more I know what to not be afraid of more how I shouldn't react to a lot of things how my self-esteem is too you know, working at, at uh, the company that I worked at, Everphone, having the boss that I had, he was, you know, a head taller than I was. He had he was handsome, he had beautiful eyes. He used to talk well, you know, and at the beginning I, f- I was afraid of him. Now, after, you know, being fired and everything, like, and if I find another job, I don't think I'll ever be afraid of, of a boss or someone I'm working with again. It is, the relationship is what the relationship is. I am who I am, and I'll keep being who I am, and whatever. As long as there's respect and and good communication. (sighs) I had a source of income. I was thrown into a place I didn't understand, but I adapted. And I'm okay with, you know, being thrown in another place I don't understand and still adapt. I'm reading a lot more than I used to in the past while, and, and that's also nice. I don't know how I want to talk about fear. I did feel that sense of dread, like I did something very wrong, and that made me feel like, that made me feel a lot like, um, that made me think a lot about decisions in general, and how I'm trying so hard to be moving on the line that I think I should be moving on, of being aligned with everything, and Am I just feeling like there's a part of me that's conflicted about feeling safe at my aunt's place and doesn't want to leave that and wants to leave sooner because he wants to see himself go back, depending on himself. But I have fallen into shit patterns, you know, like uh, being productive to Ikea or something and buy something because that's going to make me more productive. There is that false pattern I follow, which is thinking like, Instead of being productive and doing what I need to do, I'm finding ways to do what I'm doing, what I'm not doing and should be doing better, you know? Uh, Like finding a course on writing instead of just writing, you know? Reading the review of the book and not reading the first five pages of the book because that's going to tell you more than any review is going to tell you. You know, things like that. I see them. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with them. I'm doing them less, <laughs> I'm doing more, I've been writing a lot more. I'm trying to write, you know, you know, taking five, ten minutes a day just to write about my day or my state the past few days and saving that and, and that document where I saved all those writings I did the last, you know, year almost, or eight months, let's say. Uh, week one, and now I'm in week 38. And it's like a journal, and part of that journal is is my experience, a part of that journal is um, passages and stories that I want to write. Parts of it is uh, intelligence, about intelligence. And another part of it is uh, my voice, finding out what that voice is. 
sometimes when I read through the things that I wrote beforehand and I think to myself that's pretty cool I almost forgot that this thing even happened if I didn't write about it a lot of what I what I would like to write about in uh, How the Smoke Dances is I, o I find myself pretty often in a situation where I'm talking to someone and that someone says something uh, I had no idea about would have never known about if they didn't tell me and then I go like wow you know cool I'm glad I had this conversation <laughs> Uh, but then, like, I was thinking right now, like, what's, uh, what's an example of this thing happening, which must have at least happened 30 times this year alone, minimum, you know, and I can't think of, uh, can't really think of something, which is fine. Uh, who knows when something will come to you when you need it, you know, like... Uh, at my aunt's place, I'm staying, there's a room in the basement that I'm staying in and the ceiling is a bit low and it's rough. It's that type of, you know, wall that has, you know, roughness to it. And I remember once, this must have been four years ago, I was taking my t-shirt off and, you know, you raise your hands when you take your t-shirt off. And my hand scraped the top of the wall, of the ceiling, and got cut, you know, middle finger, the top of it got cut. And uh, just the other night, I was taking my t-shirt off. And before I even started taking my t-shirt off, before I even, even begun, uh, my body was like, you know, do it calmly. And it shot me an image of this happened four years ago. Be careful. But if I sat down and tried to think about it, I don't even know how to start thinking about it, you know? When will your body really send you what you need when you need when you need it but otherwise how well can you listen to the moment to try to react intuitively as much as you can as much as you can as often as you can because you're human you're bound to make mistakes how well can you listen and keep on listening ah, to go back to fear I want to specifically talk about the fear that you can feel when you take drugs when there's you're in that pool of chaos, of water you can breathe in, but you still feel like you're suffocating sometimes. There's a loss of sense of self, loss of sense of identity, loss of a lot of things. And the potential for that loss and the potential for the gain, and it's just confusion. And there is fear. This is happening and what am I? And it shows you something, it shows you, if you take really strong drugs, it shows you this is the physical world we're in, there's the stock market, there's the health sector, there's factories over there building stuff, there's farms making things, and there's people talking and having sex and having babies. This is a world, this is a thing happening. But how something so small as two small papers, small tabs of acid, you know, will show you is this can all dissolve in a second and you could see something else entirely take its place because it is at the end of the day just happening in your head but even within that there's something so much more that we can't understand you know this infinite pool of something and am i that is it me am i just a leaf in this tree i'm not a rapper what is any of anything you know 
you're in that and there's a pool of infinite chaos and you see a sense of it and a hint of it and that just mortifies you what the fuck i thought this was the real world the real world is this is also real you know the real world is, is isn't limited to a small circle of awareness and awareness is the realest thing because it's what everything is colored on right um, maybe it's also presumptuous to say that awareness is the realest thing because who knows what can be beyond knowing or seeing the ability to see what can be beyond that um, I don't know I don't even know how to begin thinking about this um, there is that fear there is the fear of having a state you're in and seeing that state crumble or change not knowing how you're going to deal with that change there is the fear of potentially getting sick there is the fear of death there is the fear of maybe most of it can be jotted down to a change of state there is the fear of knowing something and then seeing it not be what you thought it was like your sense of ability towards something and then actually doing it and seeing like maybe it's shit there's a fear of writing even though you identify as a writer or there is a fear of you know actually writing and saying oh maybe this is shit you know maybe i shouldn't write uh there's also the fear of other people reading what you're writing and thinking this is shit there is the potential of uh, never writing and, and feeling shit because you never wrote and you never reached your potential. There is the fear of thinking people think about you in a certain way and then realizing that they are that they don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't feel like I'm afraid of any of these things. I genuinely don't think I care at this point. Like Even when I sit down and I write, sometimes I reach a point where I'm like... There's a situation happening between two characters and I want to describe like the kitchen there and you know, I explain it so badly <laughs> and I'm like, ugh, you know, like I just need to like have this written in some fucking way so that I can continue the interaction because I think the interaction and the story moving forward is so much more important than me explaining how the fucking kitchen looks like, you know? So then I just like shoot one sentence and today like even I wrote a sentence and it had like let's say it was three lines, this one sentence, and, and like it was, let's say, two sentences. And the word set, like she set the pan in the sink, and she set the plate on the table, and then she set the... I said the word set three times in a sentence. And I looked and I smiled, I was like, nice, I'll just have to like edit this later, and I just continued. I was like, I'm not on fucking care how she put the fucking pan anywhere, you know, it's just something that happened. I felt like attention needed to be put there as she moved and as she, you know, and then of course there's parts where I focus on her movements more and, and, and stuff. But you can't just be, you know, so held back by everything because you can't be everything all the time. The story comes first and then, you know, like I'm writing it on a paper, man, I'm writing this story with my hands. And then I'm going to put it into my laptop. And then, like, imagine having to write word for word from this fucking notebook into the laptop. 
and how that's a filter that it has to like my story has to go through that is gonna fucking really change it you know like words sentence structure style like that's gonna be proofreading and editing at the same time and that's invaluable and i know that it's gonna have to go through that and you know maybe a few other friends it's a good story i know it's a fucking good story that's why i'm writing it and that's why i'm putting it together and i'm not afraid you know if anything i have hope and belief in something that i can make and something so beautiful about being able to see something like that come together through you again not something you do so is it so hard to believe that this universe is happening through you is it is it wrong for me to think that i i am i want to be aligned with that path of everything and all that is happening and that i am already aligned even if i don't feel like i'm aligned even if i make a decision or not not make a decision or feel like there's dread because i took a different path i'm still here i'm still here i'm still here i'm still here even if i'm not in berlin and i felt like i should have been in berlin three days ago i'm still here i am here and i am acting and i'm experiencing and i'm thinking and things are happening still the possibility of something else happening somewhere else another time on a parallel universe that doesn't exist you know to my knowledge that shouldn't be something that bothers me you know it should be something i listen to acknowledge think about maybe for a little bit and then i'm here i am here center yourself again be here again be here again be here again i do think a lot of the time like so much because i am trying to produce you know either the podcast either writing either journaling either understanding intelligence like there's writing happening that i feel like someday maybe a lot of people might read or see or hear so the state that i'm in or what i go through affects that production if i have a shit morning and i sit down to write or i might not even sit down to write at all because i had a shit morning uh what i write is going to be different it's going to be very different the style where it's going to go what i think about when i'm doing it so all of it affects everything so if i was in berlin right now recording this it's just going to fucking be a different fucking podcast episode so anything that i do differently is going to lead to a different thing that i make and how do i want to create something in a way that's the right way for it to be made when everything that i am is always changing with every fucking single decision you know there is no fucking right way for something to be done there is only it getting done eventually some way because something ha- something is happening you know and something's getting done you try to put as much as as much good attention into it as possible read through it again and again think about it write about it get it done uh, share it with friends stuff like that but eventually i'm talking about my writing right now obviously um something is going to happen you know ah <sighs> so i don't know i don't i really thought i'd get to some type of conclusion about dread or fear i don't have anything to to give you i'm sorry uh there's a fear of losing the self that you should just be okay with this fear is there be okay with that fear too you know so there fine 
you know, our reaction to fear is sometimes worse than the fear itself. We don't need to find the flame. Look at the flame. Okay, there's a flame. Cool. Can it really burn me, this flame? Probably not. Then, sure, there's a flame. Fine, fantastic. Great. Cool. I either wait and look at it and stare at it without, you know, attaching or thinking about it too much. Or I, you know, see maybe there's a reason, you know, maybe I should actually do something about it and apply for jobs. And like I am applying for jobs. Maybe I should find something to study. I am trying to find things to study and actually studying. Maybe I should find something to read. I am reading. Maybe I should just work out a little bit every now and then. I am doing that. Ah, right. Something I wanted to mention was my back injury. You know, alhamdulillah, like, thank God I'm not paralyzed. But it is difficult, you know. It's not nice having uh, an injury like this for such a long time where it redirects a lot of your energy. I, like, I'm always telling myself I want to listen to the moment more and be more myself and all of that. My cousin took me to a parkour hall because he does parkour and he jumps and does crazy stuff. Uh, and there was this kid who was like into fighting and I didn't want to like fight even you know like everyone was jumping I tried to jump a bit on like a small trampoline and a mat but every time I did like my back burnt and my hamstring burnt so I sat down and I was stretching stretching and stretching and I read on an application that tells me the moon phases that this is a good time to heal sciatica, which is more or less the condition I have with my nerve. I think, I don't know. Which I thought was, you know, odd because it did feel a lot better today and I wanted to stretch it and everything. And then my cousin saw that I wasn't, you know, jumping around and he looked at this other kid and he's like, hey, you, my cousin likes to fight, you know, you should guys should fight. And I was like, yeah, sure. Started, you know, like being uh sparring a little bit being being like playful and all out of nowhere he does a kick and it, it hits my head not too strong but like you know i've just felt like it was disrespectful you know that, that shouldn't have happened where that where did that come from but then you know of course i'm just gonna tell myself i should have been more awake should have seen that foot coming i should have blocked it <laughs> i should always be awake for what's coming fair enough we sat down, we started grappling, we grappled. He didn't have much of a chance, but he's a 16-year-old dude, very well-built, uh, very athletic, almost my size. He, I was like four or five kilos heavier. Uh, same height, same most things. But he just like has a, the frantic energy of a 16-year-old. I'm just more patient and more observant. So he was just very frantic and we fought and he had me in a position where he couldn't ever tap me out in that position but my head was bent on his chest in a weird way and that really affected my nerve again and burnt it again and when I left the place my entire being was like why the fuck did I fight? I came in knowing I didn't want to fight. I came in knowing I didn't want to do anything really. I just wanted to sit there and stretch for like literally the two hours we were there. Why? Just because my cousin felt like he was obligated to make me feel like I was doing something so he doesn't feel bad about whatever or he wants me to feel good. You know, he loves me, I know that, but just because someone pushes this on me or even when I was, you know, sparring with him at the beginning before he even tried to kick me in the head, I was like, I shouldn't be doing this. 
and then like I remember this thing I'm just like why well, feel bad about the entire situation now my back hurts again more and I have to do more stretching and I have to take care of it more and listen to it more it does help me a lot you know if, if something bad happens to look at the positive it's always a good thing to see what you can learn um, having this problem in my core is helping me listen so much to my being of course so so much and I should have just listened to my my heart that told me not to fight and didn't tell me to fight which is more or less the same thing so I don't know this world is a tough one where um, between something permanent and impermanent I just have to like be in it as we're in it there really isn't anything more or less to that yeah it was fun talking yeah, will my voice be heard somewhere in the stars it's an interesting thought I actually took the time to appreciate what I'm doing today the last few weeks my episodes were very the last few months actually they were pretty weird I think of me sitting and playing video games because that was the state that I was in of me recording something quickly and then just uploading it um, me uploading something I recorded a long time ago but I did record something during that week and it's been a while since I, I am writing about my daily experiences pretty often but still you know I took the time to appreciate the fact that I'm doing this because in no other time in the world was it possible to record your life from your perspective your words and have them uploaded every every single week to have a way that people can listen to your life week to week you know Casanova has his memoirs of his life that he wrote when he was like 50 something of everything he's ever been through memories faulty um, I have a more consistent version of that but who knows for how long you know Am I going to keep doing this until I'm 30? Like I promised, am I going to continue? Am I going to be alive till then? It's a nice, you know, I was thinking today how, why I was always so pessimistic with humanity, where humanity could reach, and uh, stuff like that. But I do see now, you know, I see 40-year-olds that look like they're 20. And I see no issue in me being one of them. You know, like there is no rush. I really can be 40, 45 and be more effective as a human being and learning still and building still and doing still. I don't want to be in a rush. There is also a sense of urgency. But I just want to build some th like things that are true to me and right. I don't want to feel like I'm in a rush to create because someone might publish a book with the same name and then it's not going to have the same buzz or 
you know, these stupid thoughts. Maybe they're real, maybe they're valid, but there's limited space, there's people moving to acquire that limited space and those limited resources and it is what it is. I'm gonna smoke a bit and listen to music. There was that fear of opening my phone and realizing it hasn't been recording this entire time. You know, whatever. <laughs> and consequences are a real thing, I know this, but just generally, everything will continue regardless. The sense of you that you think won't continue, I don't know. I said enough, I think. Ah, take care, world. Love you.